This is Women in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a new series called Looking at Biblical Characters for a Fresh Look at Sleep. Our topic for today is Sleep is a Gift. Sisters, I don't know whether you know, but sleep is a gift, a gift from God. In the beginning, God made sleep. He made day and night. Night so that we could sleep and day so that we could get done with the things he needs us to do here on earth. Sisters, I pray that as you listen to this podcast and to this series, that you will begin to understand the gift God gave you, sleep. Deborah Shinobi will now be taking us further on this subject. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to engage with my sisters again on Women in Revival. And I am just praying that you will pour forth your word as we look at this practical aspect of our lives, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I really want to thank God for the privilege to run this very short series. Each session is probably going to be very short, but I am praying that as short as it might be, you will find it a practical help for your life. In this series, we want to consider a very practical matter that affects you, that affects me, that affects each and every one of us, the matter of sleep. And it is my prayer that you will find this particular series a blessing for your life journey. I had to undergo this study personally. I know quite a lot of us have some misconception regarding sleep. But I'm praying that as we go through this series together, we will rediscover sleep in a gracious, blessed way. Now, the series we are handling this time is tagged looking through biblical characters to discover the gift of sleep. So what we'll be doing is that we'll be looking at different persons in the Bible, but with one singular focus on the gift of sleep. And I am praying that the Lord himself will drop something in your heart as we look at this together. I know many of us have quite a few issues regarding sleep. Some of us have difficulty sleeping. And some have just taken it as their aspect of them. And the plan of God is that you and I develop a good healthy sleeping habit. You know. Medically, it's expected that we sleep between six and nine hours every day. And the matter of insomnia is rising even amongst God's people. And for me, I was in a time of need. And one of the things the Lord has helped me with is to always look back to the word of God for my life affliction, for my life struggles, for my life joy. For my life questions and i found it a great blessing each time i do that and particularly when i look at persons in the bible to see god answer some questions in my heart so in this series tagged looking through biblical characters to discover the gift of sleep i will be looking at the matter of sleep indeed and we shall be looking at people who slept well in the bible I personally have always alluded to the fact that I don't sleep properly and I tend to have made that my norm as though bad sleep or sleep disturbances is part of me. But as I sat and thought of it, I said, no, it shouldn't. 
and it may be fact that i struggle with sleep for years you know i'm a very light sleeper very very light sleeper anything can wake me up i remember days when i was having children wow when i'm pregnant like this anything can get me up yet as i sat again and reflected i realized that i wasn't applying the truth to my to this aspect of my life i've allowed myself to struggle in the area of sleep because i settled on fact and not the truth and as we go through this series i'm praying that you and i will be able to apply the truth of the word of god to the fact of our lives for god who created you is the one who owns your frame he made your frame and the bible says he gives his beloved sleep so today all i just want to undo with you is to say to you sleep is a gift sleep is a gift god gives both to the godly and to the ungodly both to the believer and the unbeliever both to the child and to the adult sleep it's a general gift from god to humanity maybe you are going through this series and you are saying debbie you don't understand you know i'm in that season of life that sleep is just difficult i'm going through my menopause time or i'm whenever i'm going through my menstruation sleep is usually a very difficult thing or you have many reasons you know many physiological or psychological or whatsoever reason why you are not sleeping but i want you to trust god to transform your heart to transform your mind by the renewing of your heart that your thoughts will be renewed in view of the word of god that the word of god will transform and renew your heart so sleep is a gift from god the book of james chapter 1 verse 17 says every good and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning are you saying every good gift sleep is a good gift actually sleep is a perfect gift from god who dwells above and god gives this gift to every mankind to every man to every woman and it is the plan and the purpose of god for us to enjoy the gift of sleep and particularly as sons and daughters of the most high god and i'm praying that you will take sleep as what sleep is and if you are having struggles with your sleeping pattern i'm praying that you will handle it and take it before the lord yes there will be practical things to put in place sometimes like in my case i realize that there are quite a lot of bad habits that have developed for years which seemingly have become part of me sometimes going to bed after three you know even later than that just name it whatever time yes there will be times when one may end up going to bed late but when it becomes a daily pattern a regular pattern it disrupts the work of god the gift of sleep that god has given to mankind and proverbs 10 22 says the blessing of the lord it maketh rich and he added no sorrow with it the blessing of the lord sleep is god's blessing it's true enrichment from god god enriches our life with sleep sleep is a kind of wealth from the lord 
it's not meant to be a painful thing it is a blessing and i'm praying that indeed you begin to find sleep a blessing for your very life and lastly psalms 127 verse 2 also says it is vain for you to rise up early to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows for so it giveth his beloved sleep you see these are reasons why some of us struggles with sleep it says it is vain for you to rise up early oftentimes sometimes we are pursuing vanity to be honest with you we rise up early to vanity and we go to bed late for vanity but as we go through this series you will see that sleep is actually part of god recuperating your body for his own plan for his own purpose for his own goal for he grants sleep to those he loves and he loves humanity i'm praying that whatsoever your sleep pattern is may the lord rejuvenate it through this series in jesus name amen This is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday we started a series called Looking at Biblical Characters for a Fresh Look at Sleep. Our topic for today is Adam, God Caused Deep Sleep to Fall On. Today we will be talking about how God caused deep sleep to fall on Adam when he wanted to take a rib out of his body so that he could create Eve. We see here that God does not let his loved ones suffer. He caused deep sleep to fall upon Adam. If the God of Adam could cause deep sleep to fall upon him, could he not cause deep sleep to fall upon you? Maybe you're having trouble with sleep. Maybe you can't sleep at night. You have to wake up in the middle of the night to go and get some sleep medication. Sister, the God of Adam is still the God today. He is still our God. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. And that God can cause you to have sleep. And not just sleep, deep sleep. A sleep in where you don't wake up in the night, but you wake up in the morning fully rejuvenated to do the work that he wants you to do. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this topic. So Lord Jesus, thank you once again for the continuity of this series and what you want to open our eyes and our hearts to regarding the gift of sleep i am praying that as we begin to look at various biblical characters you will awake the heart of my listeners lord to the gift that you've given to humanity the gift of sleep and that as many who have disrupted sleep insomnia they will receive your touch even through this series thank you lord as you help us to invest even this gift of sleep for kingdom purposes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you once again for still joining me on this series. Do feel free to go back to our website, www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk. So last time we saw that sleep is a gift from God. It is a gift actually to both the believer and to the unbeliever. And we saw that much more God gives its beloved sleep so in this series we want to look at a few people in the bible that experienced the gift of sleep despite what was happening in their lives 
And I am praying that as we meditate upon these lives, you will find it an encouragement for your life. I know women, we are responsible for quite a lot of things in our homes. You know, some of us have to go to work, come back, and there is a lot awaiting us. Some of you bring your work home to do, and that extend your time with work. And by the time you will go to bed, it's actually late, and the following morning again, you are rising up. Some of you are probably like me, who have goals to accomplish, and accomplishing those goals may mean, you know, sitting up till late to make sure this is sorted out, and that is sorted out. And maybe some of you are also like me. I don't like going to bed without my living room clean. I love waking up to a, a clean living room in the morning. And that means sorting it out, tidying it up, whatever it will take me, you know. And many, many of these things need to be visited. Who is behind this? Is it Christ or is it self? Self-love, self-life and all of those. So I am praying that as we look at these biblical characters, the Lord will stir your heart to receive the gift of sleep afresh in a new way. So today we are going to look at the person of Adam. And let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 27. And it read, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female. So from here, we see that God intended to make man in his image and after his own likeness. And that was exactly what he made. So Humanity was actually made to be like God, to reflect God in every aspect, in every ramification. And the God who chose to make man in his image actually put in man everything man needs to function well. And that includes sleep, as we will see in the first man, Adam, as we go on. So first, I want you to see that God is the maker. He is the creator. He is the one that makes man. And then the Bible says he decided to make man. And then he made them male and female, isn't it? And then in chapter 2, the Bible tells us the nitty gritty of how God made the man. In Genesis 2 verse 7 tells us how God made man. That and the Lord God formed man, man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul so god was the one who formed man from dust and he breathed into man and all of those now this talking about the male man so adam was made and then now agreeing with me that adam was made by god now as we now go to verse 21 because i don't really want to beat around in this particular series i just want to go straight to the matter of sleep so in verse 21 or before i go to verse 21 in verse 18 god said and the lord god said it is not good that the man should be alone i will make him and help meet for him so god saw the need to make and help for man and for that help to come out let's now go to verse 21 
and the Lord God caused a sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. Are you saying? And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. So we saw that God created man in his own image. Then God saw that it wasn't good for Adam to be alone. So God decided to make for Adam a woman. And in order to do that, he had to put him to sleep. So in Genesis chapter 2, verse 21, we saw that the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, to fall upon Adam, and Adam slept. So from the scriptures that we have just read, we are seeing that it was God who made man in his image. For me, as I went through this, I saw the mentioning of the word sleep in the Bible for the first time in this Genesis chapter 2. And I saw that it was not that God caused Adam to sleep, which is what many of us have tried. Oh, I want to try to sleep. Sometimes you take medicine to sleep and sometimes the medicine doesn't even work. Sometimes you take herbs, you take tea, you drink milk, all sorts of things. Sometimes you, you change your bed, sometimes your pillow, all sorts of things to aid sleep. But for me, as I went through the book of Genesis looking at the first man, I saw that the word sleep, S-L-E-E-P, was first mentioned in Genesis chapter 2. And it wasn't that Adam tried to fall asleep, but it was actually God who caused Adam to sleep. And God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And if Adam will not fall to sleep, even though Adam may not want to sleep, what I saw was that God caused sleep to actually fall on Adam. And not just sleep, but a deep sleep. And you know, that reminds me again of the scripture that we read yesterday. Psalms 127, the second part that God gives his beloved sleep. So it wasn't Adam trying to sleep. It was God that gave Adam the gift of sleep in order to bring something good out of Adam. And in Adam's case, again, God caused sleep to fall upon Adam. I don't know. I want us to really, really note this. It wasn't that Adam fell asleep, but instead, God caused sleep. His agent that is sleep, his gift that is sleep, he caused it to fall on Adam. So, for God to bring out Eve in Adam, he had to send his messenger. And one of these messenger, one of these hosts of his, is called deep sleep. So, he called on deep sleep to fall on Adam. And what was the effect of that? The moment God called deep sleep to fall on Adam, what happened to Adam? He slept. Adam slept. It's as if he slept by compulsion because it was God who caused a deep sleep to fall on him. And it's amazing, isn't it, that the first time we are seeing the mentioning of sleep in the Bible, it wasn't someone trying to sleep. It was God putting somebody to sleep. That is amazing. For me, that was a great discovery. That it is no longer about myself trying to fall asleep. That I will roll from one side to another side. Two hours, three hours. And I'm looking at the clock and I'm doing that. No. It's about, you know, surrendering to God. Who is the giver of sleep. To allow his sleep to fall on me. For whenever God wants to bring something out. 
just like the case of Adam. When God wanted to bring something good out of the life of Adam, God put Adam to sleep. And do you know medically, healing takes place as we sleep, as we rest our physical body, isn't it? So the reason why you need to sleep is that God still wants to bring something significant out of your life. You need to sleep, my beloved. As many of you that are listening to me, that are saying, well, I can't just sleep properly. And I want you to know that God is able to cause his deep sleep to fall on you. The, this kind of sleep is not the type that medication or herbs gives. But God is the one who will cause you, who will give you this type of deep sleep. It will cause it to fall on you. You see, falling asleep is different from sleep falling on you. You know, and this reminds me of the scripture in Matthew 21, 44, that says, Whoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but whosoever the phone falls upon shall be grinded to power. So you fall on the stone, you are broken. But if the stone itself falls on you, it's another, another, another product entirely. It shall be grinded to powder. So that is what I see. When you try to fall asleep, it's a struggle. But when God allows sleep to fall on you, it becomes an easy thing. It becomes a deeper blessing. And it is my prayer that I don't know how many years you have been trying severally to fall asleep. But as we are seeing that in the first record of sleep in the Bible, it was God who caused deep sleep to fall on Adam. And I am praying that that same God will cause his deep sleep to fall on you too. For that will be more effective than you trying to fall asleep. And you know when God sent deep sleep to fall on Adam, Adam had no choice than to sleep. And so also I'm praying that you will sleep as the Lord sent deep sleep to fall on you. Father, Sleep is one of your hosts, and I am praying that you will told not from as many of my listeners who have struggled for years, for months, to settle into that gift of sleep. I'm praying that you begin to transform their sleep habit, that Lord, it shall no longer be about them falling asleep, but you will cause your deep sleep to fall on them. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a series called Looking at Biblical Characters for a Fresh Look at Sleep. Our topic for today is The Butler and the Bakers Slept, Though in Prison. Sisters, today we will be seeing how the butler and the baker both slept even though they were in prison, even though they had their lives literally on the line. They still slept. Isn't that amazing? And the reason why they slept was because there was and there is a God who wanted to speak to them through dreams. And the only way you can dream is if you are sleeping. That God gave them the peace and the assurity so that they could fall asleep 
and dream those dreams. Sister, God does have a plan through sleep. Not only does he rejuvenate you, but he speaks to you through sleep. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. So our dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, you that give gift to your own. We thank you as we consider this gift of yours, the gift of sleep. And I'm praying that as we are going through this series, the matter of sleep, you knew that it's something that will be very, very important for our recuperation, for our rest, for our physical healing. And you gave us that gift. There are many women out there, some because we are nursing mothers, sleep becomes a very difficult thing some of us because of our situation because of our responsibilities sleep becomes a difficult thing but i am praying that my listeners will discover sleep in a fresh measure and receive sleep just as it is a gift from you amen thank you once again for still taking the time to join me on this practical session looking at the matter of sleep i'm sharing from what the lord taught me as i took time to consider the matter of sleep you know lack of sleep has led to many physical ailments in many of god's people some are battling high blood pressure because they are not sleeping properly all sorts of sickness you know mental health issues are rising even amongst god's people and many 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 sicknesses god who gave us the gift of sleep did so deliberately it is his desire to see our body refreshed recuperated for every daily responsibility so last time we saw adam who did not just fall asleep but god caused deep sleep to fall on him and since it was god who caused deep sleep to fall on him he had no choice but to sleep so today we are going to look at the baker and the butler. The baker and the butler were put in prison by the king of Egypt. So let us go to the book of Genesis chapter 40. I kept going back to the book of the beginnings, isn't it? And I'm reading just verse 1 to 5. And it says, And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and its baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wrought against two of his officers, against the chief of butlers and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard, into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued the season in ward. Verse 5. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man in each man his dream, in one night each man according to the interpretation of his dream the butler and the baker of the king of egypt which were bound in the prison so what are the things that we can look at these two men i'm sure these were not believers these were egyptians these two officers of the king were put in prison i want us to remember that they were the king's chef and the king's wine bearer the chief chef so to say and the chief wine bearer so they were working with royals so to say they were working with their king they may have been thrown into that prison for a crime they committed 
or the crime they did not commit. They may have been lawfully put in prison. They may have been in prison, sad, you know, hopeless. I want us to try to try to think of what their situation would be because these are a kind of thing that makes some of us to be unable to sleep. People were walking, they would have been earning where they were walking actually for His Majesty, His Royal Majesty. And here they are thrown into the prison. So you can imagine the unrest that could be in their hearts. So they may have been harassed by other prisoners while they were there in prison. These were reasons for them not to sleep. They may have been in prison depressed and anxious, not knowing what the outcome of the king's decision will be. And it's as if they had all reasons to have sleepless nights while they were in the prison. You know, they may have been worrying about the source of their livelihood if the king ends up not killing them, but sack them. You know, they may have been worrying that, okay, what if the king kills us? And I am trying to think that all sorts of things would have been going through their minds. Many reasons to be awake all night. So these two staff of the king, were put in the prison they were there in the prison and the bible says they were there for a season and i think for me that struck me all our life affliction things that deprive us of sleep actually are for a season they either end here or on the other side of eternity so while they were there in prison both of them had dreams and the bible says they both had a dream in one night that's why it says to us in verse 5 it says and they dreamed a dream both of them each man is dream in one night so it happened in the night so for me that word night shows me again that in the night they slept if they had not they would not have dreamt so like we saw in the case of adam that god put adam to sleep because he wants to bring something out of adam God want to offer him a help that meets his need. And I think so also I'm saying with the butler and the baker. They had to sleep to see what was to come to pass in a couple of days concerning their situations. And I think what stood out for me also was that they were able to sleep though in prison. I don't think this staff of the king knew the Lord. I don't think so. But yet they slept though in prison and also i am saying that if you my listener is not sleeping is not allowing your physical body to sleep to sleep physically you could be missing out on messages that god would like to communicate to you also through the vision of the night if you are not sleeping could you be missing out if god is calling you to something deeper to something higher than your present situation and you have allowed sleeplessness to deprive you may i say to you you need to undo the, the matter of your sleep you must sleep for the lord to communicate to you in your dream even though god communicates during the day in his word it communicates audibly in vision and all of those i believe god still speaks to some of his people via dream and dream only come as your eyes are closed in sleep 
And one of the reasons why some of you struggle with sleep is noisy environment. It's light. For me, I love total quietness if I'm going to sleep. I find it difficult to sleep when there are too many lights in the environment. I like it dark. If possible, use a mask to cover my eyes. I like it dark, dark to sleep. But looking at these staff of the king who were in prison, the prison might have been noisy, they may have been light, the environment will definitely not be conducive and convenient like that of their individual homes, yet they slept. So they were not restricted to a dark, dark place or a light, light place or a, a quiet, quiet place or a noisy, noisy place. They slept whatsoever the environment was. For example, my husband, I love my husband. He just needs to lie down in seconds, to be honest with you. In seconds, it doesn't matter whatever environment it is, he's sleeping. So since it is God that gives his beloved sleep, my beloved, God is able to give you sleep in whatsoever environment you find yourself. Stop concentrating and focusing on the suitability of the environment for your sleep, but rather focus on God who gives sleep. If you could allow this butler and the king's baker to sleep, though they were in prison, will he not allow you also to sleep wherever you find yourself? It is my prayer that the Lord will grant unto you the gift of sleep. Lord, we thank you that our environment are subject to you. They are under your surveillance, Lord. And I am praying for as many who are going through this series with us, who finds it difficult to sleep in a particular kind of environment, that you will help them to sleep in whatsoever environment they find themselves. Lord, let them not miss out on your divine instruction that you give in the vision of the night. So, ladies, going back to yesterday, we realize that it is God who caused deep sleep to fall on Adam. Deep sleep is one of God's hosts. When God sent Adam deep sleep, Adam had no choice. He slept. His body complied, for it was its maker that sent the sleep. And for us to now match that with the baker and the butler, we are seeing that the God who sent deep sleep is also the one who controls the environment, be it home environment, prison environment. Though the prison environment may seem not conducive, yet God who owns the earth and all that is in it allow the butler and the baker to sleep during them in, in prison. Thereby, God was able to communicate future events to them. I want to say to you, my listener, you can also trust God with your sleep. No matter what environment you find yourself, don't allow environment or life circumstances to hinder you, to stop you from receiving this gift of God called sleep. I want you to let your mind be transformed in view of the gift of sleep. See sleep as a gift from God and as a gift God gave in any environment. And thank God that He who granted the baker and the both that sleep will also grant you sleep in different measure. Amen.
This is Women in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started a series called Looking at Biblical Characters for a Fresh Look at Sleep. Our topic for today is Jacob Slept on the Roadside. Today we will be seeing how Jacob slept on the roadside. Last time we saw the butler and the baker who slept in prison, but Jacob slept on the roadside. It's like going on the M25, getting out of your car, and falling asleep on the roadside. Yet, God gave Jacob the sleep that he needed, the rest that he needed, so he could speak to him. Sister, I know this series may seem a bit weird to you because you're not used to thinking that God can help you even with tiny things like sleep, tiny practical things. Yet, sister, God lives for the mundane things. He lives for proving himself, for showing himself through the mundane things like sleep. He wants to show you that he wants to be involved even in your practical life. And he will help you with your sleep if you allow him. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Lord Jesus, thank you once again. Thank you for this precious gift called sleep. Thank you for those who are joining us from various backgrounds, nationality. Some may have not actually slept overnight or for some days, but I'm praying that you will stretch forth your hand to cause your deep sleep to fall on them. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So I want to welcome you back onto this particular series, looking through biblical characters to discover the gift of sleep. We saw that sleep is a gift. We saw Adam, that God was the one who caused deep sleep to fall on him. And last time we saw the baker and the butler who slept, though in prison. So today we want to look at the person of Jacob who slept on the roadside. Jacob slept on the roadside. And we are going to read the book of Genesis chapter 28. We take verse 10 to 13 and then verse 16. And it reads, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he lighted upon a certain place, and tarried there all night, because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place, and put them for his pillows, and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, the leather set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. Verse 16. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely, the Lord is in this place, and I knew it. I cannot thank God enough for his gift of sleep to me. I am so, so grateful. So we are seeing the person of Jacob on his way from Beersheba to Haran. We saw that he slept. We are told that on this journey, he lighted upon a certain place. That's Genesis chapter 28, verse 11. He lighted on a certain place. And it tarried there all night because the sun was set. It was night. Then Jacob took stones and used them as his pillows and he lay down and slept. 
and it was while he slept there that he dreamt of the ladder that goes from the earth to heaven and saw angels going and coming down this ladder and the Lord stood above this ladder and spoke to Jacob. So from Jacob again, we are seeing that God wants to communicate through dreams. But you only dream when you sleep. And for me, I am also looking at the environment where Jacob slept. In that verse 11, we are told he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. Jacob slept. It wasn't in a house. I am thinking that it was probably an open space, yet he slept. And another thing that struck me again is in that same verse 11, it says, And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. The matter of pillow. I know that sleep experts, you know, they emphasize on pillow, the type of pillow to use, the type of mattress and all of that. But I am saying that Jacob took stone as his own pillow. How convenient will that be to many of us to use stone as pillow? For someone like me, it can be very tasky and difficult. I love hard pillows, but I can't imagine myself using stone as pillow. But you see, as tasky and difficult as it may look. But looking at this story, we are seeing that we can sleep with any kind, honestly, of pillow, whether hard or soft, for it is God who gives sleep. It is not the pillow that gives you sleep. Now, I am saying that wherever you find your sleep, beloved, sleep is possible. Wherever you find to sleep, it's a suitable place for sleep. You just yield yourself into God's hand. Environment must no longer hinder you to sleep again. Pillow sizes, pillow textures, pillow feel, and what have you must no longer hinder you from sleeping. It is God who gives sleep to his beloved. Just as we are saying in the case of Jacob, women have wasted a chunk of money buying a particular pillow, buying a particular mattress, just to make sure you get a night's sleep. Now, that is good. But except God is the one who gives you sleep, you find out that all of these equipment are still not working for good sleep for you. God is not controlled by environment nor sleep materials. He is God by himself and he is able to grant sleep unto you. So, Father God, I want to thank you for this particular series. I think for somebody like me, once I cherish pillow's feel, pillow's texture, pillow size, but thank you for opening my eyes to see the person of Jacob who used even stone, hard stone, as his pillow and he slept. I'm praying for all my listeners who may have tried every type of equipment, every type of sleeping aid to sleep, yet unable to sleep, that you will help them to relax in you and not in their pillow, nor in the softness of their bed. Grant them sleep, Lord. So, ladies, we saw that Jacob slept where he found himself. He was not looking for therapeutic bed, or spring bed, or water bed, or swinging bed, but he slept and dreamt at the place 
that he found. So why will you not sleep in any environment you find yourself? For God is able to give to his beloved sleep. I am praying that there will be no more not falling asleep for you on time. That God who gives sleep to his beloved will give you sleep. Jacob, as we see, was a pre-Calvary brother. And for as many of us who have experienced the death of Jesus on the Mount Calvary, can we not only take the matter of our sleep to our GPs, can we also take it to our maker so that he can indeed step into that aspect of our life and grant deep sound sleep to us. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we started a series called Looking at Biblical Characters for a Fresh Look at Sleep. Our topic for today is Pharaoh Slept, Though an Unbeliever. Today we will see how Pharaoh, even though he was an unbeliever, slept. Sisters, God uses sleep even for the unbelievers. Pharaoh did not believe in God, yet God used his sleep to bring about a dream which would bring Joseph out of prison, which would put him in the place of prime minister, which would help him bring his family to Egypt so they're no longer suffering from the famine, which in turn helped the Israelites fulfill the prophecy which God had said to Abraham about 400 years ago that the children of Israel would stay in Egypt for quite a long period of time, but they would be delivered. Sisters, do not despise your sleep. God uses even the little things of life to show himself. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Our dear Heavenly Father, thank you for what you've been sharing with us through this series. Thank you for you are interested in your people sleeping appropriately. So I am praying that as we are going through this series, you will cause as many ladies who are joining us to review their sleep pattern, habits that have been hindering them, mindsets that have been hindering them, worrying, anxiety that have been hindering them to sleep. Thank you as you help them to lay the same even at your feet for you O lord indeed give sleep to your beloved open our eyes lord to receive of you as we consider today's episode amen thank you so much for still joining us on women in revival we are still on the series looking through biblical characters to discover the gift of sleep we've been looking at different people both those who work with god and those who were actually hidden, saying that God gives sleep liberally. He did not say, because you are a Christian, that's why you will sleep. No, he gave it to all mankind. So last time on this series, we saw Jacob slept on the roadside. And you know, it reminds me of a father in the faith, whenever he's telling the stories of his journeying, taking the gospel to different places. And he said sometimes, as he travels, maybe he didn't even have transport fare again. He ends up on the road. 
and he sleeps on the road. Sometimes I just say, you serpent, you snake, I bind you. The son of God is here and he's going to sleep. And he sleeps on the road and the following day he moves on. So I am saying that this biblical character that I'm looking at, it's actually real. It's possible to sleep in whatsoever environment one finds oneself. So today, I want us to go again and look at a hidden king. I want us to look at Pharaoh, a man whom you could say should be deprived sleep, a non-believer, yet God granted him sleep. So Pharaoh slept, though a non-believer. We are going to read the book of Genesis chapter 41, and we will read verse 1, verse 7, and verse 8. And I read again. I'm reading from the King James Version. And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river. Now I'm jumping to verse 7 because our interest actually is not in the dream, but we are just picking out the matter of sleep. Now, verse 7 and 8. And the 17 years devoured the seven rank and full years, and Pharaoh awoke. And behold, it was a dream. I want you to keep that. And Pharaoh awoke. Awoke from what? Awoke from his sleep. Verse 8. And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled. And he sent and called for the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And Pharaoh told them his dream. But there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Now we are not considering his dream. We are not considering the peripheria of, of this particular story, but we just want to focus our mind on the matter of sleep. And I am so grateful for the privilege that God has given us in opening our eyes to his intention that sleep is a gift from him. The first Adam, God put him to deep sleep. How much more as many of us who are now his new creation. So as we look at Pharaoh, in verse 1, the Bible says, Pharaoh dreamt dreams. And in order to dream, you must sleep physically. If you see vision, when not sleeping. That is a trance, isn't it? And not dream. You only dream when you sleep. I want us to look at the definition of dream. Dream is defined as a series of thoughts, images, and sensations occurring in a person's mind during sleep this is dictionary so if we are settling on this definition pharaoh slept hence the reason why he dreamt remember i said sleep is good as god put adam to sleep in order to bring something good out of him so also for pharaoh god showed him things to come in his dream as he slept Verse 7 tells us that Pharaoh awoke, isn't it? it says, and Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And for me, that also indicates that Pharaoh slept. He slept in the night. Verse 8 tells us that it came to pass in the morning. So, what can we gain again from the story of Pharaoh? First, I'm saying that Pharaoh was an earthly king, an unbelieving king yet was given the gift of sleep so that God could communicate his future plans with him. Imagine an old creation could benefit from God's gift. 
if God could give Pharaoh the gift of sleep and gave every human the gift of sleep, why would you, his beloved, is redeemed, not sleep? The Bible says you are his temple. So why would he deprive you of sleep? And actually, the gift of sleep is ours by inheritance, isn't it? Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 tells us that according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to glory and virtue. So all that pertains to life for us and to godliness, God has packaged them. And all that pertains to life and godliness include sleep. God's divine power gave unto us even sleep. And I think it is a lack of knowledge that is making many of us, God's people, to perish. For me, my lack of knowledge of the fact that sleep is included in the package called Christ kept, kept me saying, I am just a light sleeper. And my sleep has always been like that for years, you know. I'm not a sleep sleep person. And I think for me, a, a fresh reality dawned on me that actually I have changed location. And because my location changed in the realm of the spirit, so also my sleep changed. And I just want to thank God for this privilege that is growing us through this podcast in showing us the knowledge of his will, the knowledge of the gift of sleep that he gives liberally. And for as many of you who understood the new creation life, who knew what Christ did for us on the cross, and unfortunately still struggling in the aspect of your sleep, the encouragement that I will say to you is, let your mind, let the knowledge of God be renewed. Just like Colossians 3, I think verse 10 says, you need to renew your mind according to the image of he who created you. Look at what the word says concerning sleep. And I am praying that you will find this particular series useful as we visit the matter of sleep in view of God's gift to all humanity. You know, for me, I think what dawned on me was what um, St. Augustine, Augustine of Hippo, says that how could the unlearned, the poor, enter the kingdom before him? When he is intellectually great, yet entering the kingdom of God, so to say, so late. How could unbelievers, Pharaoh, old creation, the baker, the butler, slept well? And you, a new creation, the bearer of Christ within you, struggle with sleep. For me, I'm saying no, it is an anathema. It ought not to be so. So there is the need to rewire our mind back that it is no longer I but Christ. So also sleep is no longer about you trying to fall asleep. You've taken quite a lot of sleeping pills, yet there is no difference. Submit that sleep now into God's arm. Let him cause sleep to fall on you, even as it did for Adam in the beginning. And it is my prayer that you will begin to enjoy this gift of sleep that God gives liberally. Amen.
This is a Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called Looking at Biblical Characters for a Fresh Look at Sleep. Our topic for today is Cicera Slept, Though in Severe Battle. I'm sure you all know the story of Deborah and how the people of Canaan oppressed the Israelites and how Cicera came out to fight Barak and Cicera now ended up in the tent of Jael a woman with bravery in her heart. But we're not talking about Yaya, we're talking about Sisera and how he slept, though in the midst of battle. And God used that sleep to indeed rid the Israelites of their enemies. God uses sleep. He uses it to bring about his purposes. Sister, do not despise your sleep. Ask God to help you sleep. You don't know what message he may want to bring to you through your sleep. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love and how you've been opening our eyes to see the heart of God concerning the gift of sleep. We've seen different people from different backgrounds and situations, yet they slept. Thank you as you caused the sleep pattern of many of my listeners to take a new course to your glory and to your honor in jesus name amen thank you everyone for still taking your time to join us on this particular series looking through biblical characters to discover the gift of sleep again sleep is a gift it is a gift from god unto humanity both the believer and the unbeliever and like I said, quite a lot of people are sleep deprived. Many are sleep deprived. And um, actually sleep is a gift that God has given to us. And we have a responsibility to form healthy sleep patterns, healthy sleep habits. There are bits that some of us may have to kick away, to kick out, like going late to bed. You know, as many things that the Holy Spirit may nod your heart that this is an habit you need to kick away so you can have good sleep. I will encourage you to kick those habits. I have to kick out habits also so that I can fully accept that gift called sleep. And I am so grateful to the Lord for that. So last time on Women in Revival, we looked at Pharaoh, though a non-believer yet, he slept. And today we want to go again and look at another great person, so to say. We want to look at the man Cicera who slept. I am very mindful of the fact that some of us are unable to sleep because of the situation that is happening around our lives. Some of us are worrying, anxious, you know, panicking. We are fearful over many things. So, And these things are disturbing to our sleep. Some of us have many wrong mindset as regarding sleep, just like I was, you know, thinking, well, it's my nature not to sleep well. It's my nature to be a light sleeper. Fine. If you are a light sleeper, yet you can still get good quality sleep, actually. Let it not be days that you are awake and you are unable to fall asleep again. You must take it serious. I think for me, what I have learned is that 
you are unable to help someone unless that person also see his need of help. So unless one sees one sleeping habit as right or wrong, you won't be able to receive help. Unless you see your attitude, your thought, your mindset concerning your sleep as wrong or right, you might be unable to receive the help that God could have given you. So let us look at Caesarea. And I'm going to read the book of Judges, chapter 4, and we read verse 14 to verse 21. And I read, And Deborah said unto Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Caesarea into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor, and ten thousand men after him. And the Lord discomfited Caesarea and all his chariots and all his hosts with the hedge edge of the sword before Barak, so that Caesarea lighted down off his chariots and fled away on his feet. But Barak pursued after the chariots and after the host unto Harosheth of the Gentiles, and all the hosts of Caesarea fell upon the edge of the sword, and there was not a man left. Now, maybe just a little background story to this. I've just stopped on verse 16. I'll take it up later on. This was when the children of Israel have been taken over, you know, by the king Jabin. They have been given away by king, by Jabin, king of Azor. And they have been enslaved, so to say. Village life sees life was difficult for them. So Deborah was like a representative of God in that time. So anyway, God called them to battle, so they went to battle with their enemy. And as they went, here is Caesarea, who is the captain of King Jabin's army. So the battle was quite fierce to the point that many, if not all, of Caesarea's army were slaughtered. So the Bible says, and all the hosts of Caesarea fell upon the edge of the sword and there was not a man left so he was losing the battle Caesarea was losing the battle so now let's read from verse 17 i'll be it Caesarea fled away on his feet to the tent of jael the wife of eba the canaanite for there was peace between the jabin between jabin the king of azor and the house of heba the canaanite and jael went out to meet Caesarea and said unto him Turn in, my Lord, turn into me, fear not. And when he had turned in unto her into the tent, she covered him with a mantle, and he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk, and gave him drink, and covered him. Twenty, again he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be, when any man doth come and inquire of thee, and say, is there any man here? Thou shalt say no. Verse 21 now. Then Jael, Heba's wife, took a nail of the tent and took an hammer in her hand and went softly unto him and smote the nail into his temples and fastened it into the ground for he was fast asleep and weary. So he died. May the Lord share whatsoever is in his heart with us and may we have an open heart to receive whatsoever the Lord wants to share with us. As we consider Caesarea, a man in battle, yet he slept. Caesarea slept, though in battle. 
Sisera was the chief army of Jabin, like I said earlier. It was in an intense battle with the Israelites. And seeing out of the battle was, Sisera lighted off his chariots and fled away. We saw that in verse 17. While he fled, Barak ran after him and his host. And eventually, Barak caught up with Sisera's host and all were killed. However, Sisera fled on feet. He came off his chariot and ran on his feet to Jair's tent. Now, I don't want to focus on Jair. The focus of this story is just to pick the matter of sleep. So Jael welcomed Sisera in and Sisera asked Jael for water to drink. He was thirsty and you know it must have been a very challenging time for Sisera. He must have been tired and thirsty after such a battle and running for his dear life. So he asked for water but Jael on the other hand gave Sisera milk and she covered him with a mantle Verse 21 tells us that Jael put nail to his temple and nailed Sisera to death for he was fast asleep. So what can we take from this again? I am seeing again that God wants to bring something new. He wanted victory for his people, the Israelites. And Sisera is an enemy of God. He was tired and he was exhausted from the battle. And getting to Jael's house, he asked for water, but Jael, Jael gave him milk. He was given milk and he drank and he slept. And it's as if milk, as you know, we said we were often told if you want to sleep well before bedtime, drink a cup of milk and whatsoever, as if milk served as sedative, just as some have recommended for bedtime, isn't it? So it's as if sleep served as sedative to Caesarea. So we saw that Sisera was tired, he was exhausted, yet he was a man under severe stress. But despite his stress, he drank milk and he slept. And it's easy to say it was actually the milk that sedated him, but I don't think so. Because oftentimes some of us have drank milk before boy time, yet that did not give us sleep. Though Sisera was tired, exhausted, he ran to Jair's house, he was offered milk, and he drank this milk, and he slept. So again for me, I am seeing Caesarea, an enemy of God, tired, exhausted, stressed, yet he slept in a difficult situation. Like I said, many of the reasons why many of us are unable to sleep is because of difficult situations, difficult decisions that are facing us. But I am asking myself that if I find myself in Caesarea situation, will sleep not be the last thing that I would like to do? Will I not want to keep my eyes open until I know that I am fully safe? You know, imagine if Barak is still running after me, I can't get into someone's house and say, please give me a room, let me sleep. That won't be the next thing that I will ask for. Yet we are seeing this enemy of God rested well in the midst of stressful situation. If Caesarea could rest, why would you not rest? God caused deep sleep to fall on Caesarea and Caesarea slept so that victory can come to the people of God. Drinking milk, hot drinks 
are not sinful honestly before bedtime or whenever it's not wrong but may i say that ultimately deep sleep comes from god deep sleep belongs to god Caesarea was a man that was messed up he was facing a very challenging time yet in the midst of that god gave him sleep have you been sleep deprived for months for weeks maybe you are only sleeping an hour each night two hours three hours could you take your sleep matter as an issue before god present it before god and god is able to turn your sleep pattern into a better one and grant unto you even good deep sleep amen This is a Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called Looking at Biblical Characters for a Fresh Look at Sleep. Our topic for today is Nebuchadnezzar slept, though a proud man. Even though Nebuchadnezzar was proud and stubborn at heart, he still slept. Sister, I want to tell you this. God does not deprive even the unbelievers, even the sinners of their sleep. He gives grace. God is graceful and he is merciful. Even though Nebuchadnezzar was proud and he put himself above God, God still allowed him the gift of sleep. Sister, if God can give sleep to a man like Nebuchadnezzar, then of course he can give sleep unto a child of his. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the privilege to share these thoughts with my sisters. Thank you for what some of their sleep pattern is. Thank you as you turn things around to your glory. In Jesus' name. And it is my prayer that today's episode will be a blessing to as many that we go through. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Women in Revival podcast. We are still on this series, looking through biblical characters to discover the gift of sleep. And today we want to consider Nebuchadnezzar, a man who slept, though a proud king. He slept, though he was a proud king. Last time we saw Sisera, a man in battle, he slept. So let's consider Nebuchadnezzar and we will read the book of Daniel chapter 2 verse 1 and chapter 4 verse 4. Now we are just looking at the matter of the sleep of Nebuchadnezzar and I read Daniel chapter 2 verse 1 says and in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled and his sleep break from him so let me pause here for a moment so we are saying that people's sleep break from them because of sometimes life troubles life challenges life difficulties life situation so nebuchadnezzar's sleep 
broke from him because of the type of dream that he had. So I want you to keep that in your heart. So you may have to look at why am I not sleeping? Am I worrying? Am I bothered? Or am I believing lie? Have I settled in the fact that well, this is how my sleep is and this is how it will forever be? Or am I willing to direct my sleep to God's word? So in Daniel chapter 4 verse 4 again we read, I Nebuchadnezzar was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. So for me again, I'm saying Nebuchadnezzar rested in his house. He slept. In chapter 2 verse 1, we saw that he slept and he dreamt. And he was troubled with his dream to the point that he broke away from his sleep. Some of you are having terrible nightmare that is keeping you from sleeping. Though a Christian, so to say. Then that is a matter to take before God. Don't take it lightly. Whatsoever is entering your sleep is a matter you must undo before the Lord. So I am saying Nebuchadnezzar who dreamt. Like we learned when we were looking at Pharaoh that dream comes when you sleep. And I am seeing this great king that he slept. This was a man who had many affairs on his shoulders, yet he slept. And Daniel, in telling the king his dream, you know, later on, mentioned that the king's thought came to him when lying upon his bed. So I am saying that Nebuchadnezzar laid on his bed, then he slept and he dreamt. You know, in chapter 4, if you take your time, go through Daniel chapter 4, you will see some of the things that I saw. I saw how Nebuchadnezzar said he was at rest in his house, chapter 4, verse 4, isn't it? And then also in chapter 2, we saw that he had thought upon his bed and vision of his head. He had this while he was asleep. So again, I am seeing that God shares deep things in dreams. So sleeping is required to be able to dream dreams. Like I keep saying, this series is not about dream. I am not here to talk to you about dream or all of those. I am dealing with the gift God has given us believers. Sleep is a gift. Don't think you are sinning if you sleep. You are entitled, even unbelievers are entitled to sleep. After long hours of labor, God's expectation is that your body rest so you can recuperate for the next day's job. If Nebuchadnezzar, whose kingdom expanded from places to places, could sleep, if a busy king could sleep, why would you not sleep? God gave the gift of sleep to Nebuchadnezzar and he slept and God was able to speak to him in his dream. Sleep is a gift from God. If you are not sleeping well, like I have said before, check the reason why you are not sleeping. We saw that Nebuchadnezzar could no longer receive the gift of sleep. In chapter 2, the Bible says, verse 1, that, And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams. He had nightmares. He had dreams that troubled him. 
because of that he was troubled and his sleep broke from him he couldn't sleep again so if you are unable to sleep why not check could there be underlying issues could there be underlying health issues that needs to be considered could there be underlying habits that needs to be put away maybe you are that type of person that thinks look i must finish this and finishing this for you may mean finishing 4 a.m 3 a.m 1 a.m 12 a.m and then you go to bed and then in another couple of hours you are awake you are not doing your body good you will actually be short charging what god wants to do with your life because you need to sleep you need your body refresh energize for the next assignment so i am praying that whatsoever is troubling you that is not allowing you that is causing you to break off from sleep to be unable to sleep you will take hold on it and take it to the lord that he might offer you his help sometimes some of the things we consume could also be a means of not sleeping well maybe you take a lot of caffeine things like that could be things to consider even some good tea like green tea they do contain caffeine or any other thing that could be depriving you of good sleep you sit down take stock of your sleep habit before the lord and let god shine his light and help restore and resuscitate your sleep as grant unto you is good sleep for whenever god is about to do something new he puts us to sleep even the healing of our body is quicker when we are able to sleep properly and i am praying that your sleep will be rejuvenated will be revived amen This is Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called Looking at Biblical Characters for a Fresh Look at Sleep. Our topic for today is Jonah slept though he rebelled against God. You know, God is so merciful. Even though you may be thinking, I've done some bad things. I haven't followed God's instruction for my life. I haven't done what God has told me to do. God still gave sleep to Jonah. You know, in the culture where my mother comes from and where I ultimately come from, there's a saying which says that whenever someone sleeps very long, if you're known for sleeping long, and they give this to me because I sleep quite a lot, they say that you're like Jonah the prophet who slept in the belly of a whale for three days. That's how miraculous it was. Jonah slept in the belly of a whale for three days. He must have been tossed and turned, yet he slept. Sisters, this was only God divine sleep. Even though Jonah had turned away from God. He tried to run away from God. God still gave him the gift of sleep. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Father God, for the continuity of this series and the little things you are dropping in the heart of my listeners. And I am praying that you will revive their sleep patterns so that they can be refreshed rejuvenated and useful again in your hands and in your purpose we ask that you will open our eyes today to see whatsoever you want us to see amen thank you so much for still 
joining us on this Women in Revival. We are still continuing this series looking through biblical characters to discover the gift of sleep. I deliberately decided to do this particular series as many, many of us God's people are sleep deprived. And sleep is actually a gift from God and we must tap into the same and use it well to the glory of God. So we've been looking at a few biblical characters and see whatever we can learn from their life in view of sleep. Last time we saw Nebuchadnezzar, a proud king, a busy king, yet he slept. And we saw what could hinder us from being unable to sleep. That sometimes is the trauma we are going through, is life situations that is depriving us of sleep. And whatsoever it may be, we need to sit down and trust God to put his finger upon that thing so that we can trust God for help. On this series today, we want to look at Jonah, slept though rebellious against God. So again, we are going to see that God never punishes his people by taking sleep from them. No, that is not God. Even Jonah, who was rebelling against God, we will see that despite his rebellious attitude, God did not deprive him of sleep. So let us go and read the book of Jonah. We will read chapter 1 and we will take verses 1 to 6. And it says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and went down into it, to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid, and cried every man unto his God, and cast for the waves that were in the ship into the sea, to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him, and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us, that we perish not. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. I am praying that the Lord break this bread of his word again into our hearts. So looking at this account of Jonah, I think for me it is quite trembling. Jonah, like I said earlier, was a man who rebelled against God, a man who had disobeyed God and left God's presence actually. The Bible says in verse 3 that he left the presence of the Lord to go to Tarshish. So a man who had left the presence of God and took a trip to Tarshish. And on his voyage to Tarshish, God sent a great wind into the sea. And there was a mighty tempest to the point that the ship was likely to be broken by this tempest. Even the people on the ship were restless. They were seeking solution. But it's amazing that in the midst of that turmoil was Jonah, the culprit. And the Bible says in verse 5, 
that but Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. Wow. This was a man who should not sleep actually. God was at his case so to say. The wind was sent to the ship because of Jonah. Yet this same Jonah slept soundly. And I think for me, I am seeing that nothing should take the sleep of God's children. For even a runaway Jonah slept. God did not punish Jonah by taking his sleep away from him. In the midst of the turmoil on the ship, Jonah slept soundly. The environment won't be that conducive for him. If I'm thinking of that particular environment, the ship would have been going roller coaster up and down, front and back. Yet, Jonah slept. The surface he slept on may not be as succulent as many of your bed, but he slept deeply. He slept soundly. And I think is this not an amazing thing? To see a man whom God is pursuing sleep soundly in the midst of a tempest. And to see that God did not deprive him of sleep. And I'm saying that my God is not a wicked God. It's never his intention to deprive you of sleep. The Bible says he gives to his beloved sleep. He caused deep sleep to fall on Adam. He allowed Jonah that had left his presence to sleep. He did not seize sleep from him. No. And I don't know what your sleep pattern is. I am praying that you will take it to the Lord and plead his mercy to revive, to restore, to rejuvenate your sleep pattern. Amen. This is a Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called Looking at Biblical Characters for a Fresh Look at Sleep. Our topic for today is Peter slept, though in chains. Even though Peter was in prison, he was in chains. His life was on the line. He was about to be killed by King Herod. He still slept, though he was in chains. Sisters, this was the gift of God. Maybe you are being persecuted at your workplace. Maybe you are being persecuted even by your government. Maybe you live in a part of the world where being Christian is against the law. Maybe you are just being persecuted by those around you. Sisters, we will face persecution. But God will give you sleep. Maybe you feel as if I can't sleep. Maybe you've been suffering because you can't sleep because you you keep on thinking and thinking over your situation and over what is happening and thinking whether to give up and to give in. Sisters, God gives you sleep. And even in the midst of that sleep, God came to rescue Peter. Do not worry. God indeed gives sleep to those he loves. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father, thank you so much. We are so, so grateful for what we are sharing together on this series. I am praying that you will open our eyes further 
to receive your word even as we consider these biblical characters who slept despite what life was throwing at them. Speak, Lord, and give us ears to hear you. In Jesus' name, Amen. I am so delighted to have you back on Women in Revival podcast. Um, I hope this relaxed series is being a blessing to you. My heart goes out to fellow sisters who are struggling with their sleep, those battling insomnia, those of you who find it difficult to fall asleep or when you wake up in the middle of the night unable to fall back asleep. I am praying that God who caused deep sleep to fall on Adam that he will cause deep sleep also to fall on you that he will rejuvenate and revitalize your sleeping pattern last time on this series looking through biblical characters to discover the gift of sleep we looked at Jonah a man who was actually a rebel against God yet he slept when God was at his case, when God was running after him to get him back to himself, he sent storm and there was great tempest in the sea and the boat that he was in was affected to the point that the mariners were troubled. Yet, Jonah slept. So, it's never the plan of God that his people will be deprived of sleep. So, I'm praying that you will take your sleep matter to the Lord. I don't see any matter that we cannot table before God. So today we want to go on and look at Peter. Peter slept though in chains. Apostle Peter though he was put in chains yet he slept. So we are going to read the book of Acts chapter 12 and we do verses 1 through to 7. So let us see one or two things that we can gain or glean from the life of Peter as we consider the matter of our sleep. The Bible says in Acts chapter 12 verses 1 to 7 that now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church and he killed James the brother of John with the sword and because he saw it please the Jews he proceeded further to take Peter also the then were the days of unleavened bread and when he had apprehended him he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him intending after easter to bring him forth to the people peter therefore was kept in prison but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto god for him and when herod would have brought him forth the same night peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison seven now and behold the angel of the lord came upon him and the light shined in the prison and he smote peter on the side and raised him up saying arise up quickly and his chains fell off from his hands so yet again even though we are not going to look at all that this story entails we are just looking at this to take what we want to take regarding the gift of sleep. So this is another wonderful episode of a man 
who slept soundly. Peter was in the prison, just as the butler and the baker were in the prison. So while Peter was in prison, the Bible told us that he slept, isn't it? We saw that he slept in between two soldiers in verse 6. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. Peter at this time was at a critical time. He was facing the matter of life and death. His brother in the faith, James, was already killed by Herod. And it's as if he was the next one in line to be slaughtered. And hearing he was put in chains, he was in prison, so that Easter can pass, then he can lay his hands on Peter and kill Peter. So if we are looking at the life of Peter at that time, it should be a shaky one. It should be a troubled one. It should be, it should be a worrisome one. And Peter was put in prison in the midst of two soldiers, isn't it? This, for me, I think this was an opportunity for Peter to be fearful, like I said. It was an opportunity for him to panic, to worry, to be anxious. It would have been understandable if Peter was sleepless. But I am saying that Peter had abandoned his life into God's hands. The environment of the prison may not have been pleasant. The two soldiers may have been harsh on Peter. Peter could have allowed his present state then to take away his sleep. But no. In the midst of it, Peter slept. Are you seeing, ladies? In the midst of what life was throwing at Peter, Peter slept. He slept to the point that an angel of the Lord smote him in order to awake him. So that means he slept deeply. You know, the angel of the Lord had to smite him by his side. That's what verse 7 tells us. That the angel of the Lord came upon him, shined the light in the prison and smote Peter on the side. So that means he was actually sleeping soundly. The angel raised Peter. So in the midst of Peter's turmoil, he was at peace. His situation did not take his sleep from him. So you imagine even the soldiers who supposed to keep watch over Peter also slept off. Because that's what the Bible says. Even the soldier himself slept off. The soldier should have kept his eyes, you know, he was actually sleeping on duty. Now, his is another case. So let's focus our heart on Peter. So I am saying, if our elder brother Peter slept in a troubling circumstance and in an conducive environment, why would you and I not sleep? I want us to note that Peter did not only sleep, but he slept soundly. He slept deeply. So also, you can sleep deeply, no matter what is going on around you or whatever environment you find yourself. Some of you have places where you can't just sleep. And it is my prayer that the Lord, once again, will revive your sleep to be the sleep that he gives to his beloved.
I am saying that some of us are unable to sleep because of fear, of worry, of panic, of anxiety, of inability to trust God with our lives. And the honest truth is, can we keep our lives by ourselves? The answer is no. So we see Peter, though he was faced with a matter of life and death, he could have worried himself to death, thinking of how James was imprisoned and killed. But no, Peter rested in the faithfulness of God to keep him, knowing also that his fate is not James's fate. So he slept. Sleep is God's gift to you, my beloved sister. Sleep is God's precious gift to his children. He actually gave this gift to those who are not his children. How much more? To those who are born again. I am praying that in whatsoever circumstance, situation, maybe you are living in a small house with your families and it looks as if the, the space is not enough and you've been unable to sleep. I am praying that the God who granted Peter sleep even while in a cell, this same God will grant unto you deep sleep. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called Looking at Biblical Characters for a Fresh Look at Sleep. Our topic for today is Jesus slept, though in storms. Even though Jesus was on a boat that was turning and moving from here to there, even though the ship was turbulent, Jesus still slept. Sisters, we are supposed to pattern our lives to follow, to to live our lives after the pattern of Jesus. And this same Jesus that we are fo- live following slept even though in a boat in the midst of a storm, uh, in the midst of a storm. Sisters, this is an encouragement. Whether your life is in is in a storm for real or just metaphorically, you can obtain sleep. Maybe you are worrying over a huge problem, a huge decision you have to make. Put all those worries aside. Bring them to Jesus and let him give you his deep sleep. Let him give you his rest. In Matthew chapter 11 verse 28, Jesus says, Come unto me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. As I leave you here today at the last session for this series, I pray that this verse will indeed become reality to you. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you once again for this particular series and how you've carried us through. Thank you for bringing us to the end of this series. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to consider sleep biblically. Some of us have considered it medically. We visited our doctor severally placed on sleeping pills. Yet, 
our sleep is not what it ought to be. Yet I, I know that you are able to cause deep sleep to fall upon your children, to revitalize our sleep so that we can be refreshed, we can rest and awake to take up the task for the day again. Lord, I praise you for testimonies that you will bring upon this tiny thing that we have done on this series. Thank you as you expand it, Lord, beyond my explanation. Thank you for every single character we've looked at in this series. Please, Lord, expand it in the hearts and the ears of my listeners. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I am very, very grateful to the Lord and to each and every one of us who have joined with us so far on this series. We've come to the end of this series. There are many people to look at their sleeping pattern in the Bible. They sufficient for us to just settle on these nine characters that we have looked at in this series. The Lord has allowed us to look at Adam, the first man. And we saw that the word sleep, S-L-E-E-P, was first mentioned in the book of Genesis, particularly Genesis 2.21. We looked at Adam, we looked at the baker and the butler, we looked at Jacob, at Pharaoh, at Sisera, at Nebuchadnezzar. We saw Jonah who slept, though rebellious against God. We saw Peter last time. And today, we want to look at God's perfect example for humanity. The pattern son, the Lord Jesus, who came in the likeness of man. He was God incarnate. God in human body. He took up our humanity and he lived life the way God expected you and I to live it. At some point, Jesus was tired. For example, in John chapter 4, the scripture says he was tired while he was at Sychar in, in, in Samaria. So he was a human like us when he came and he also experienced sleep. So let's just have a little glimpse into his sleeping pattern. We have this account in Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 40, and Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 27. I'm not sure if I should read both of them. And Mark 4, 35 to 40 says, And the same day, when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him. And say unto me, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. 40. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? I think I will just read this Mark rendition. You can take your time to look at the Matthew chapter 8 rendition. So we are seeing our Lord Jesus. Here we are told, that he told his disciples that let us cross over to the other side 
So he and the disciples went into the boat, into the ship, and so they started their journey. So on their journey came a strong wind, just like remember Jonah. And the Bible says, my Lord Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. Does that portray to us the way we sleep also? Don't we use our pillows? So Jesus slept. I don't know what the Lord wants you to see from his life in this Mark chapter 4. This is the account of our Lord Jesus himself when he asked his disciples to come over to the other side. So they left the crowd behind and they went on a boat. And then in verse 37, the Bible says, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. So there was storm, there was wind that came upon them, these storms broke over the boat. This must be a terrifying moment, isn't it? It must be a terrifying moment for everyone in that boat. The disciples themselves were terrified. They were restless. They went to the Lord Jesus. And as we will now see the Lord Jesus in verse 38, the Bible says he was in the hinder part. The NIV UK says, verse 38, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The message translation says, Jesus was in the stern, head on a pillow sleeping. The passion translation says, that Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern, resting on a cushion. So Jesus was in the stern. He was in the inner part of the boat. He was fast asleep. He was deeply asleep. He was soundly asleep there in the boat. Though the boat was in turbulence, yet the Bible says our Lord Jesus was asleep on a pillow. In the midst of what people troubled themselves over, Christ was sternly asleep. He was calmed asleep. The environment, if we look at it, must have been a roller coaster environment. Because if there was storm, maybe the boat would have been moving from one side to the other. There would have been strong wind, maybe splashing of water. Yet, even these circumstances that surrounded the Lordship could not stop him from sleeping. I am praying that you will allow this Christ who wants to take residence in your life to take his full place in your heart in your life regardless of whatsoever environment you find yourself christ in his earthly body slept he had good sound sleep and he wants you also to have a life of perfect serenity regardless of your environment or your circumstance Maybe your sleep, you say, well, it's a family thing. It's in my family history. But may I encourage you to take that family history back to the Lord. Maybe for you, there are habits that you've developed for years that have become part and parcel of you now. Can you table those habits before the Lord and allow God to sweep them away? 
maybe you are used to late late night sleeping can you trust god to help you scrutinize your daily activities so that it can take away the ones that you don't have to be part of or that you don't have to part to take part in can you trust get the lord to walk through your day and help you make your priority right so that you can accomplish whatsoever you want you to accomplish on a daily basis and then allow your physical body to rest to revive to rejuvenate for another day work and maybe some of you are homeschoolers who have you know pattern of work to do every day and you have to keep yourself away for a longer period in order to get the following day set up and then you wake up the following day having slept a few hours and you are agitated stressed up why not release your schedule into god's hand and let god walk through it to help you maximize your homeschool experience while your sleep is not deprived i am praying that the christ who slept calmly in the midst of storm will endure your heart and as we close this particular series maybe you've journeyed with us throughout this series you have struggled with sleep you have tried medication you have tried all sorts of means to sleep you've tried about treatment you've drank milk you've drunk different tea to aid your sleep but still your sleep is still not what it ought to be maybe you are on this series actually it's your sleep problem that brought you onto this series yet you do not know the god that gives sleep to his beloved may i extend this love to you he is a loving father who gives sleep both to the believer and to the unbeliever if he could extend the gift of sleep to a non-believer imagine what it will be like then if you are his child that means when your sleep is not what it ought to be you can approach him as a father and tell him this is my sleep pattern what will you do having gone through this series with us i believe it it is fit for you to give your heart to the lord jesus when we started this series we looked at the first man adam whom god caused to sleep deeply and unfortunately for the man adam he fell from the glory that god brought him into and he became a cause and since then trouble upon trouble became the lot of humans so through that many of us are having sleepless nights insomnia yet in christ jesus whom we call the last adam humanity was redeemed the paradise that was lost that same paradise was regained even to a better glory maybe you have not made my lord jesus the lord of your life maybe you are still of the stock of the family of adam the fallen one the sinful one maybe life for you is just nominal maybe you haven't fully committed your life to the lord jesus maybe you are saying i am actually a very good person i am a respectable person that is great be respectable life a good person without christ is still not a good life 
Will you use this opportunity to make him the Lord of your life? Shall we pray? So, Father God, thank you for everyone who have been through this series with us. I am praying for those who have not really entered into a personal relationship with you, regardless of their sleeping pattern. I am praying that you will bring them into your fold, that you will touch their hearts as they make you the Lord of their life from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. You can contact us, go on our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk and go on our contact us page. Feel free to contact us on whatsoever matter or follow up and we'll be delighted to do so. Amen.